Hello, and welcome to the Aging with Grace weekly podcast titled Art Therapy. Art therapy involves more than you might think. We are going to do an in-depth dive into what art therapy is, how it may help you or someone you know, and we are going to learn what kind of education, training, and experience an art teacher must have before they can offer art therapy services. I'm so happy and grateful that you are joining us. This podcast is one in a series of podcasts that I am currently producing about some of the various therapies that are available to us. Awareness is the first step towards health improvement. I want you to know these therapies exist and what they have to offer you in hopes that they might help you or someone you know. Please share my podcasts with people you might know who might benefit from what I'm sharing here. Sharing is caring. I care about you and want you to have the best health and quality of life. That is why I started my company, Aging with Grace. But of course, it takes all of us working together to make it work. I'm so grateful to our leadership team at Aging with Grace and for each and every employee. Aging with Grace is our employees. Our employees make our company what it is. That is why we hire, evaluate, and sometimes dismiss employees according to our company mission and values. Our mission is to improve our members' health and quality of life. Our first value is to continually improve as employees, as individuals, and as a company. Our second value is to appreciate our members and each other. Our third value is reciprocity. In other words, the golden rule, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And our fourth value is exceptional integrity, even if no one is watching. Together they spell I care. If an employee does not perform according to our company values and they do not respond to coaching and training for improvement, then they cannot be allowed to remain with Aging with Grace. Fortunately, that doesn't happen very often. One of my personal missions in life is to lift up women who have not been born into a life of opportunity. I myself grew up in a lower middle class family. I'm glad my parents stayed together as long as they did, until I was 17, at least. Children in single-parent homes suffer the most, especially if the father is an absentee father. But back to art therapy. I have noticed that art therapy, like many therapies, help the person receiving the therapy to relax, to disconnect from stress and stressors. I believe that in our current culture, we have a difficult time truly relaxing and resting. We must have rest and relaxation to heal, to be healthy. Our bodies are capable of healing themselves oftentimes if we give our bodies a chance to heal. You may or may not know that I used to be an art teacher. I enjoyed making art as a child. I entertained myself with drawing, painting, and clay modeling. It was relaxing and meditative. I have since learned that creating art happens in a part of the brain that is different from language. Some have called it a right brain activity. There is some controversy about the right brain, left brain theory, but I'm sure that visual art does happen in a different part of the brain and or uses mental processes different from language. At one time, I considered becoming an art therapist, but there wasn't a school that offered it near me, and I was married at the time and couldn't relocate. I married young. (laughs) Sometimes I wish I had become an art therapist. Having worked as as a regular art teacher for children, I saw the therapeutic value for children. So here I am revisiting art therapy and what it has to offer us. 
Art therapy is a practice that uses art as a tool to facilitate healing, says Shay Mueller, LPC, a registered art therapist based in Chicago. Art therapy provides an opportunity for people to express their internal feelings and experiences in a physical way, she explains. Someone may find that describing an emotion becomes easier when expressed by assigning it artistic qualities, says Mueller. This is because language processing, creative thinking, and emotional processing all involve different parts of the brain. Art therapy helps integrate these brain structures to help bridge the gaps between these processes, leading to what some art therapists believe is a more intuitive and holistic outcome. Art therapy has a different goal than taking an art class, says Emily Davenport, M.A., a board-certified art therapist and the founder and clinical director of Davenport Creative Arts Therapy, located in New York City. With an art class, the focus is on technique. With art therapy, the the purpose is not to create a perfect art product. It's to explore how the art relates to oneself, what someone is feeling, and what they want to heal, she explains. In terms of what to expect during an art therapy session, typically the client creates their art in the presence of the therapist, but the therapist asks minimal questions while the art is being created, says Davenport. Instead, they are using this time to observe. As an art therapist, I observe what their body language is like when creating their art. I look to see if they are pressing down really hard on the art materials or if they are holding them lightly. I observe if they are using colors and if so, what colors they choose. All of these things can communicate something deeper about the client, she says. After the art is completed, the therapist and the client will have a conversation about it, gently exploring what the art communicates and what the client may be feeling. The art provides a non-confrontational way to communicate about an experience or what someone is feeling, she says. There are several ways art therapy is used. Often, says Davenport, it is combined with other types of therapy, such as cognitive behavioral therapy or eye movement desensitization and reprocessing, also known as EMDR therapy. For example, one session may primarily focus on creating art, while another session does not include any art creation at all. Memories and trauma are stored in a different part of the brain than verbal language, says Davenport, adding that this is why talk therapy on its own may not be as beneficial for people who have experienced trauma as when it's combined with art therapy. If someone is in therapy with the goal of healing from past trauma, creating art can help them tap into the part of the brain where these memories are stored, she says. Art therapy can be used as a way for people to express their feelings and experiences who do not communicate well verbally. Children, for example, may not yet have the skills to put their experiences or feelings into words, but they can use art therapy as a form of expression. On the other end of the spectrum, art therapy can also be used in elderly populations to promote healthy aging. The problem-solving involved in creating art, such as choosing colors and compositional elements, keeps the brain active. I also found this from WebMD titled The Healing Art. 
a bright, accomplished pianist, Anne, was also a diabetic who had suffered the disease's worst blows. First, she lost her sight, then a leg to amputation. That's when Anne's spirit lost strength. To help her work through a severe bout of depression, an art therapist at her hospital introduced Anne to sculpture. As she worked the clay, shaping it into delicate flowers, leaves, shells, Anne found release for her emotions and focus for her thoughts. Her depression gradually lifted. And Zach was always in trouble in school. When it came to impulse control, he acted like a toddler, not a 15-year-old. But learning to draw helped slow Zach's actions. Creating art was almost like meditation. His thoughts gained focus. His impulses grew quieter. Slowly, he learned control. And for Leroy, the severe pain of sickle cell anemia was nearly too much for eight-year-old Leroy. He spent his days in bed with a heating pad covered with blankets, trusting no one, speaking little. But when his art therapist made two small clay animals for him, he had a vent for his emotions. The lion is eating the snake's head, he told his therapist, acting out his anger. And Albert was in the advanced stages of Alzheimer's disease. No longer able to speak, he was often agitated. Yet it was clear from his face that painting simple circles in watercolor gave him focus and happiness. In a matter of a few weeks, the circles evolved into very recognizable forms. Boats, water. It turned out that although Albert had not painted for 30 years, this this used to be his hobby. Back then, he favored seascapes. We had tapped into a deep piece of his self-esteem, said Laura Greenstone, Albert's art therapist. The process of creating art had stimulated a cognitive function in his brain. Even though he was never verbal, his attention span improved, he was less agitated, and better able to calm himself. He used art to become connected to the world. And this next section is titled, Art is a Picture of the Soul. Communicating through the visual arts, achieving a sense of well-being through art, that is the essence of art therapy. It's a practice and a process that's not about talent, but purely about expression. Art is a language unto itself, helping us say the things we don't have words for, says Nancy Gerber, MS, Director of the Graduate School in Art Therapy Education at MCP Hanneman University in Philadelphia. Art therapy allows people to express those things for which they have never had words, but which currently affect their lives. A melding of artist and psychotherapist, art therapists nurture a patient's trust, the first important step in the healing process, says Gerber. People can be so fearful of art, fearful of putting it out there, she she tells WebMD. We create an atmosphere of acceptance that anything they do is fine. The beauty of art is that it can be so personal and so idiosyncratic, says Randy Vick, MS, chairman of the master's program in art therapy at the School of the Art Institute of Chicago. The essence of art therapy is to explore the making of the art product as well as the art process, to find understanding of themselves in their work. Artistic expression can also bring a measure of stress relief, he says, which is especially helpful for cancer patients and migraine sufferers. The physical involvement and activity, the engagement of head and hands together, is freeing, illuminating, Vic tells WebMD. 
Therapy, too, can come from looking at form and color, thinking through the narrative or story of the work. When I get into the artwork, I'm in another place. I get so absorbed, says Pat Ennis, a 2001 winner in Migraine Masterpieces, an annual art competition sponsored by the National Headache Competition. Painting is a relief, a pain-free place. Irene Rossner Irene Rossner David has been an art therapist for 28 years, working with patients like Anne, who are in the midst of rehabilitation. Art can help people regain a sense of control, David says, and lessen their anxiety and sense of victimization. Making art takes one from the passive role, from the victimized stance, into an active one, she tells WebMD. If one can experience that on a small scale, that message is absorbed on an unconscious level. Art therapist Laura Greenstone has seen the same thing in her work with people who have neurological problems such as stroke, Parkinson's disease, or Alzheimer's disease. By applying brush to paper or working with clay, such patients can recapture fine motor control and gain a substitute for speech. Art also can help them use metaphor, stimulate the brain in other ways to help them communicate, says Greenstone, a consultant with Philadelphia-based Creative Arts Therapy Resources. While Albert's story is somewhat special, a little bit happens with everyone, Greenstone tells WebMD. Creating art helps trigger memories, brings up something from the past. We learn something from the patients every day. Art can be a bridge to your inner child. Some of art therapy's power comes from the access it provides to childhood experiences. How many kids have been embarrassed because some teacher says you can't draw it that way, says Gerber, who for more than 20 years counseled patients with mental health problems. In some ways, the hesitancy to create art can be good, Gerber tells WebMD. A struggle with art can tap into feelings of shame and embarrassment And that's when the walls between the therapist and patient may come down, she says. Trust and communication are essential to this healing process, says Gerber. Through art therapy sessions, long-held emotions, memories hidden inside us, often lost to childhood, can be coaxed to reveal themselves. We've never had words for those things, says Gerber. They happened when we were little, before we had words. They are stored in the form of images, sensations, smells, touches, even body movements. That's how infants process information. We're so used to them, we're not even aware they exist. In this process, the simple directive to draw two people evolves into talking about how those two people are interacting, and that provides insights into how the patient perceives his or her world and interacts with others, says Gerber. Comforting children Comforting children. Art therapy can be especially comforting for young children, helping them adjust to their illness, to the strange environs of the hospital, says Laura Black Keenan, also an art therapy consultant. Some think they are being punished, that an accident was a form of punishment because of bad behavior, she tells WebMD. We can help clear up their thinking. Draw an outline of a child's body and you've begun a lesson, she says. Often this will stimulate conversations, says Keenan. One child will share that their heart is sick, that they need a transplant. Another child will say, it's my blood that has cancer. It's great for them to share information so they won't feel as alone. For one child recovering from a severe dog attack, 
Creating art helped lower his blood pressure by some 30 points, Keenan tells WebMD. It's the art, she says. It's hypnotic, meditative. It takes the child from the painful situation, from thinking about the pain. That's what this is all about, learning about the child, supporting the child, helping him develop coping skills, helping him find ways to get through a painful experience. And that is the end of the article from WebMD. Next, I went to the AmericanArtTherapy.org website to get some information about what is required for an art therapist to begin an art therapy practice. Art therapists are clinicians with master's level or higher degrees trained in art and therapy that serve diverse communities in different settings, from medical institutions and wellness centers to schools and independent practices. Guided by ethical standards and scope of practice, Their education and supervised training prepares them for culturally proficient work with diverse populations in a variety of settings. They are credentialed mental health care professionals who care deeply about the communities they serve, helping to advance people's mental, emotional, and physical well-being. Art therapists work with individuals, couples, families, and groups in diverse settings. Some examples include hospitals, schools, veterans clinics, private practice, psychiatric and rehabilitation facilities, community clinics, crisis centers, forensic institutions, and senior communities. Through integrative methods, art therapy engages the mind, body, and spirit in ways that are distinct from verbal articulation alone. Kinesthetic, sensory, perceptual, and symbolic opportunities invite alternative modes of receptive and expressive communication which can circumvent the limitations of language. Visual and symbolic expression gives voice to experience and empowers individual, communal, and societal transformation. And how to become an art therapist. One needs a master's degree to practice art therapy. Coursework includes training in the creative process, psychological development, group therapy, psychodiagnostics, research methods, and multicultural diversity competence. And art therapy students also must complete 600 hours of supervised clinical internship. And that's all about that. But as a former art teacher, I became aware of the disrespect and misconceptions surrounding the visual arts. Those misconceptions also surround art therapy. I think it's important here to address the inaccurate use of the term art therapy. The inaccurate use of art therapy often occurs due to a lack of knowledge about the profession. Such instances provide an opportunity to offer accurate information and educate the public. It is with this in mind that the American Art Therapy Association encourages outreach to individuals and or companies that may be found to inaccurately categorize activities such as trainings that are offered by non-art therapists or products such as adult coloring books as art therapy. Please go to the arttherapy.org website for more information about what constitutes art therapy. And there are examples of inaccurate and misleading art therapy activities in advertising. On occasion, non-art therapist practitioners might be found to advertise their services as art therapy. 
This is an inaccurate use of the term, as art therapy can only be practiced by an individual who possesses the required training, certification, and state licensure. Bonafide art therapy is beyond the scope of practice of non-art therapists. We also see misleading and inaccurate references to art therapy in workshops. Another context in which art therapy may be inaccurately categorized includes professional trainings that that furnish a certificate upon completion, which may mislead the participant to believe that he or she can practice art therapy. These sorts of trainings, workshops, and the like give attendees the erroneous impression that art therapy is a modality rather than a profession. To prevent this problem, facilitators are advised to adhere to the American Art Therapy Association's ethical principles. When providing training and or supervision to non-art therapists, art therapists take precautions to ensure that trainees understand the nature, objectives, expectations, limitations, and resulting qualifications of the supervision and or training as distinct from formal studies in art therapy. As such, a disclaimer should be used to alert attendees accordingly. And last but not least, there are some products that are advertised as art therapy, but they are not art therapy products. Several products on the market may inaccurately identify the term art therapy. Two such examples include art therapy apps and art therapy coloring books. In adult coloring books, while the eight while the American Art Therapy Association does not discourage the use of coloring books for recreation and self-care, coloring activities must be distinguished from art therapy services provided by a credentialed art therapist. And that is the end of the information from the American Art Therapy Association website about the education and training and credentials needed by an art therapist, as well as some misunderstandings clarified about what an art therapist does. Sounds like it's an it's an ongoing battle trying to educate people about the benefits of art therapy opposed to the benefits of making art. Two different categories entirely, but both are beneficial, I believe. The only art I do these days involves decorating our Fountain of Youth Clubhouse and putting together my outfit that I'm going to wear every day. <laughs> Fashion is fun, and I used to sew almost all my clothes when I was in high school, and I was awarded the Best Dressed Award when I was a graduating senior from high school. <laughs> so I guess I've always liked fashion. It's a hobby, like my house plants. I hope you have hobbies too. I think hobbies are healthy, don't you? They help me relax. I don't think there's a hobby therapy though. <laughs> it's just something we do to relax. Well, I hope I have shared something that is valuable to you in this podcast, and I hope you'll come back and listen to more of my Aging with Grace podcast in the future. And please do tell others if you think they might benefit from what I'm sharing here. The more we know, the better equipped we are to make good decisions. And we have a lot of decisions to make as we get older. For now, I am wishing you a week of making happy memories. You might want to use some art therapy to help make those happy memories possible. Bye for now. Hello, listeners. This is Vladimir again. And thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the last episode. For more information about Aging with Grace, please go to agingwithgraceinfo.org. That's agingwithgraceinfo.org. Thank you, and see you in the next one.
The health club for seniors is your kind of place, so come and join us and age with grace.